If you have a Christ-centered business or a ministry, customers are the lifeblood to sustaining or speeding up growth. And if you're looking for ways to find the perfect customers, people who are eager to buy from you, then you need to stick around to hear the six questions that will help you find those perfect customers. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you wanna grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you wanna hit, I believe that God's calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind Podcast. Hey, what is going on, Current Christian family? It is Alec here, and I'm just very pleased and happy to be here with you for another episode. Uh, just, I'm just going to take a brief moment to say, like, wow, you know, a lot of episodes, a lot of weeks have gone by, and I really hope that if you've been listening and following all the stuff that we've been talking about so far, that you've been seeing some, like, really significant growth uh, in your own ministry and, shoot, even in your own personal life as well. So, anyway... Um, enough beating around the bush. Let's get right into the content that I want to talk about in this episode. So we've all heard the story of how Jesus turned water into wine or how the devil tempted Jesus to turn stones into loaves of bread. But I want you to imagine, like, what would you do if you could actually perform those types of miracles? Like, it would be a total life-changing experience. And this idea of creating something out of nothing is, is just like a dream for most. And unfortunately, you know, that's the most it will ever be. A dream, you know? So when it comes to starting a business or a ministry, we often get the idea that if we create the best product or we create this, the best service, or I know when I was just doing YouTube videos, I was like, oh, if I just make a lot of content, you know, then people will come, you know? they'll essentially just appear out of nowhere, hence, you know, creating something from nothing. But getting customers, clients, followers, or views, you know, these aren't things that we need to create out of thin air. But it often feels like that's what it is, and it often feels like that's what needs to happen. But this belief that we need to create customers, that we need to create clients, or, or create more views or followers is not only like a time-consuming way of trying to approach getting more traction, getting more growth, but it's also like nearly impossible, which is why, you know, a lot of people have struggled with it. I know that's why I struggled with that for the longest time. And fortunately for you, we don't need to create anything out of thin air. Wow, hallelujah, right? Uh, we just need to find out where these customers, clients, these people who are already watching videos, we just need to find out where they are. So in the previous podcast episode, uh, we were kind of working together to understand who our dream customer is. And I've even got previous episodes that have dived a little deeply into that. You might have to scroll back towards the beginning to get that content. And these people, you know, they might be people who went through similar struggles as you did, or maybe it's a group that has a problem that you know that you have the solution for. But either way, understanding the conversation, I don't know if you remember this from the last episode, but understanding the conversation that is already going on in your ideal customer's head is crucial when meeting them where they are at and giving them what they're truly looking for. And just as a quick recap, you know, remember that story about the blind man, or no, the crippled man who went to Jesus, 
And Jesus is like, how can I help you? And obviously anyone reading that story, they'd be like, he's crippled, Jesus. Heal him from being crippled. <laughs> uh, but the, the blind man doesn't, doesn't say that. He says, like, essentially what Jesus does is forgive the man of his sins. And then he heals the man. You know, he meets him where he's at because he felt more held back from his sin than he did feel held back by his disability. So that's an example of meeting someone and understanding the conversation that's already going on in your head because Jesus could have just healed him, but that wasn't the core issue that this guy was struggling with. So anyway, some ways to find your ideal customer. Here are a few questions that you, questions that you can ask yourself. The first one is, what websites or social media platforms are they visiting the most? Is it Facebook, Instagram, YouTube? Uh, I know for me, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I'm one of the rare few people who actually pays for YouTube Premium because I don't want any ads on there. Another question you can ask yourself, what forms or online groups are they part of? And at this point, you know, People are very, very engaged in Facebook groups. So you could literally just narrow it down to that. Like what Facebook groups are your ideal customers part of? Third question you can ask is who are the influencers that they are following? So I know if I'm trying to reach people who are on like a similar wavelength as myself, it's going to be people who are following Rick Warren, Craig Rochelle, Andy Stanley. Um, you know, those are just to name a few. Of course, like, you know, we got people like John Maxwell and Simon Sinek, people like that. Uh, so your ideal customers, if they're people like you, are probably going to be following similar people who you are also following. Fourth question you can ask is, what podcasts or blogs do they consume? So Craig Rochelle has, the, has a leadership podcast. Andy Stanley has his podcasts. I think Rick Warren just takes the audio snippets from his sermons and puts them into a podcast, but you know what podcasts, uh, what blogs are they consuming? Fifth question, and this is a weird one that you may not have thought of before, but what email newsletters are they subscribed to? And this is we. This is an interesting one. This is like if you really, really want to get deep into understanding uh, where these people are at, because if someone subscribed to getting email newsletters, they're very, very it's likely that they're very, very engaged with this person who they are subscribed to. And something that really helps with that is you get to understand the similar language that these other people are using as well. So if, for example, um, uh, I don't want to, I was going to pick out Craig Rochelle, but let's say uh, Craig, he's a, he's an awesome guy. Let's say he's doing a series on, oh, he had this book that came out. Uh, with like the war in your mind, something along the lines of that. And if you wanted to create content that you knew that these people were going to be easily, easily engaged with, you can use keywords and similar language that he's using because they will already identify with it because they're already, they already like him. They already know him and trust him. So if he's speaking on a message that's resonating with them, you could almost like piggyback off of it and cater to that audience as well. And uh, sixth and final question that you could ask yourself is, what keywords are they searching in Google? And this is great because you can just use those keywords. You can even find questions that you like. You can look up and see like what questions are people asking on Google. And uh, if you're not too sure how to find popular questions that people are searching for, you could literally Google how to find popular questions that people are searching for on Google. Google it. <laughs> so those who 
those who can benefit from the amazing work that you have to offer, you know, these are people that are already out there and you don't need to create them. You just need to find them. And that's what these six questions will um, ideally help you to do. And as your understanding of your customer grows, you know, ideally you want to meet them where they're already searching for. So if there are people searching for answers that you can provide, then they are more likely to accept the solution that you have to offer. And if people are seeking out answers to a problem, try to find out what it is that they are asking. You know, pay attention to the words and the specific phrases that they're using. Because knowing certain keywords and phrases, uh, this really helps when doing stuff like creating ads that appeal to that specific individual. And using the same phrases and the same keywords, it also helps you to position those ads to appear at the top of different search engines that your ideal customer is, is searching on. And I know we've been getting super, super heady in the, uh, in the details of like, kind of like business ministry guidance stuff here. So let's take it back a bit and look at some scripture right now. Cause you know, I want to, I want to still keep this rooted in kind of like a spiritually guided sense as well. I don't want it to be too heady, too business focused. So in Matthew 11, you know, Jesus, he's doing the same exact method that we are kind of talking about here when he's preaching. At the start of the chapter, we read that Jesus is going to towns to teach and to preach to people. You know, Jesus is putting himself in places where his, quote, ideal customers are. And you can even see in verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And it's really cool because first glance, you know, from a personal side, we read that and we're like, wow, like, you know, that is amazing. Like weary, we like we are weary and burdened. And if we need rest, come to Jesus. But let's look at it from like sort of like a marketing side from it, because you can see that Jesus is identifying with a, you know, the problem that he's trying to solve, which is people fearing, feeling weary and burdened. And then he's also B, talking to the people group who he's trying to help which is people who are weary and burdened. <laughs> and then C, he's telling people the solution that he's providing, which is come to him and he'll give you rest. So also, you know, isn't that pretty cool? Like you don't really see scripture in that sort of perspective normally, but uh, you know, we see that Jesus, he's including a call to action. You know, he's and if you don't know what a call to action is, it's like you're instructing people to do a specific thing. So he is instructing people people who identify with this to come to him. So another call to action, for example, is at the end of YouTube videos or podcasts when people are like, hey, subscribe, follow, like, share, uh, things like that. I mean, shoot, I even do that. You gotta. Um, it's pretty much like how the social media industry works. Like you gotta help to guide people to that next step. So you see if Jesus is, if Jesus is speaking in a crowd of thousands of people, it would take too long for him to go to each person to see if they identified with his message. But if he tells the people who identify with the message to come to him, then he knows that those who approach him are ready to receive what he has to offer. And this is important because we as like Christ-centered business owners or ministry leaders, you know, just us as followers of Jesus need to understand that we can't try to force 
our products, our service, uh, our videos, our tweets or whatever. We can't force that on people. And although we may think that it can help every and any type of person, you know, we need to accept the fact that not everyone will accept what we offer. And, you know, Jesus offers something that everyone needs, but, you know, if you've read the New Testament, you know that not everyone accepts it. I mean, you could even walk around today and, you, you know, you can tell. So when, it, when, he, when Jesus tells the people to come to him, he is allowing the people to basically, like, qualify themselves as ideal customers. So the worst thing that you can do is try to attract people who you cannot serve and cannot provide value to. So not only are you wasting your time if you were to do that, but sadly, you know, you're wasting their time as well. So now that we've got this like general understanding uh, of what it, what is involved in finding customers and that it's better to find customers than to necessarily quote unquote create customers out of thin air, uh, what we're going to do is begin to figure out what the best method is for finding them. Because I gave some questions and stuff, but I want to go through a little bit deeper into that because this episode kind of covered a lot of a lot of dis- different subjects here. But I want to know, you know, what sites does your ideal customer use the most? Do they prefer listening to podcasts, reading blogs, watching videos, or maybe all three? But hey, you know, I, I really hope that you, of course, subscribe to this podcast. I told you there would be a call to action in here and, uh, you know, subscribe if you haven't done so already. And if you've got a friend or a family member, someone who you know in church who would benefit from this kind of information, then please, I invite you to share this episode or any prior episodes with them as well. Because, hey, God is calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. And I really look forward to serving you on that next level and seeing you in our next episode. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.